Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of the urban.com.au podcast. We are recording from the offices of Bait Smart, where I'm joined by Johan and Chris. Welcome guys. Hey. Uh, we'll be discussing the offices exhibition for Melbourne Design Week 2019. That's right. We've got it happening in our gallery space. Um, for Design Week 2019. Before we get to that though, maybe would you be able to (laughs) provide our listeners with a bit of background on how you both got into architecture and Bait Smart, um, and then we'll maybe talk a bit more about time plus space. Space. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Please go first. Yeah, sure. Uh, I guess I started, well... My architectural journey is quite a... (laughs) That's a really big question. I I can start... I mean, I studied at RMIT. Or how I I got into it. As much as you feel like letting everyone know about your (laughs) architectural career to this point. Okay. I mean, we've got half an hour, so feel free to... To keep going. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) My my first job was at Woha Architects in Singapore. And that was my internship, which was really fascinating. It really kind of set my trajectory mm-hmm. in terms of what I was interested in, or you know, the kind of they were very rigorous in the way they kind of did everything. And then I came back to to Melbourne to continue my studies. Mm-hmm. And during that time, I started working for Kirsten Thompson, where I met you. Yeah, that's right. It's <laughs> the thing that comes through a lot in these podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Which was really wonderful, and you know, I still think of that that period really yeah. fondly. Um, after graduation, I worked for CHT Architects mm-hmm. for a few years, uh, where I met my mentor Ivan Tursunov, mm-hmm. and then I came to Bates, and I've been here for what's coming to six years. So wow! Been, it goes really quickly. It really does, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> um, I've been at Bates for nearly eight years. Which is <laughs> um, so I, I finished studying three years ago, I studied at Monash, mm-hmm. and I actually started working here after first year, my first year tutor, Helena, worked here at the time, and was very fortunate to have her as a contact here, um, and she actually suggested coming and interviewing, and I hadn't even considered getting a job, yeah. I was planning on moving back home for summer, mm-hmm. and then had to find a house, and <laughs> uh, So that's, yeah, that was eight years ago, I finished, finished uni three years ago, and I've been working here full-time since then, yeah. How have you both found the experience so far, working for one of Australia's oldest yeah. architectural firms, and even the room where we're recording in, like, you look at the skyline, and there's so many bait smart design buildings. It is. No, I, I find it quite inspiring, actually. You know, you get to work on a lot of different kinds of projects. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like um, Chris and I are working on a health project together to a yeah. Valley Hospital in New South Wales. But also get to work on multi-res, mm-hmm. on St Kilda Road. I've mm-hmm. got a few projects on there. <laughs> <laughs> and also, you know, a few commercial projects in the city and in the yeah. Auckland. So you get to work across different sectors, which... And also across different phases. It's mm-hmm. been really... I've worked in from everything from the end to the start of the project, so and all different sectors. It's been really pretty amazing exposure. Yeah. Probably a good way to keep yourself motivated as well. Yeah. Just jumping yeah, from yeah. You know, between <laughs> projects and different phases. Exactly. Yeah. Um, you don't really... And when, working with such amazing teams is just the yeah. most inspiring thing. Yeah. Here. There's so much knowledge yeah. in the company. I mean, it's been around for yeah. a while, yeah. you know, and also the respect for the historical context, mm-hmm. I think, is really... 
relevant, yeah. I think, in yeah. terms of you know, the projects that we work on and being able to delve or taking the time to delve into the history of mm. a particular project's yeah. context. Having such a history in Melbourne is yeah. so important and we yeah. always try to bring that. And I think that's what we're trying to bring in this design week. Yeah. Yeah. I think what's most impressive is the fact that anyone in this office gets any work done. I'm really easily distracted, and so I'd just be looking out the window <laughs> all day long, daydreaming. <laughs> it is a really awesome building. Yeah. I think, you know, it turned 60 last year, and it's just, it feels, when I first came here, it was a bit like Mad Men. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but you really, I really love the amount of light that you yeah. get on, on the floor plate. And, you know, they were already doing things like plot ratio yeah. and sidecore commercial office building. There were lots of very, you know, important building mm. in terms of setting up what will be, you know, the typology. Yeah. And I mean, what's really impressive about the building is not only was it the tallest in Melbourne at the time, but as you alluded to, it was one of the first to deal with plot ratio to yeah. get the extra height by providing a level of public open space. Open space. Yeah. It's actually really generous in its public realm mm. on the ground plane. And I like that it hasn't been hacked at too much over time. Yeah. It was, it's really fascinating when we were um, renovating the gallery space. Mm-hmm. So we've been working, well, we've been participating with Melbourne Design Week since yep. its first iteration, I guess, two years ago in 2017. And it was a mad rush to renovate the yep. gallery space. And we were still finding some original final tells yep. for potential asbestos sources. <laughs> <laughs> but they were fine. No, we <laughs> <laughs> this is going slightly off tangent, but I remember when you and I last caught up was yeah. in that space for right. a discussion on heritage, yeah. and I remember having to leave early because I didn't know where the bathrooms were, <laughs> and so I'd had a lot of water to drink that day. <laughs> yes. <laughs> My question is, are there actually any bathroom facilities d- down there? In the gallery? In the gallery, or like accessible from the gallery space. Oh, well, we tend to have access. We, we, we um, usher people up to our ah. level because there's like secure yeah. entrances on every level, you know, um, in the Orica yeah. portions of the building. I think the cafe has a toilet, okay. but it's closed after hours. Yeah, so okay. There's one in the basement as well, but yeah. we tend to bring people up to our level. I think next time I'll just be more mindful to yeah. drink less water. <laughs> no, you should tell us. We'll, we'll usher you over. <laughs> was that the most like not inappropriate but like not the best point in the chat like the conversation was going really well that the panel like, the panel discussion and like I don't know who to talk to <laughs> so I just left oh no you should have asked us uh, yeah. anyway uh, on to the point of Melbourne Design Week for 2019 <laughs> yes how did you guys become involved I understand that Bates Smart decided to to an internal competition. Yeah. Why? So, <laughs> I know. Well, we were, you know, the theme was design experiments mm-hmm. and we, we decided to, to do a competition internally. I guess the inaugural exhibition that we did was about, you know, looking at unbuilt work. Mm-hmm. And then last year, um, Tim Ross did an, a piece or, mm-hmm. you know, about mid-century design and how, you know, I think it's really wonderful how he interacts or, or draws it into I guess everyday culture mm-hmm. or you know yeah. what everyone experiences and tries to find pinpoints so this year we, we thought we would do another exhibition mm-hmm. that we put together and it was um, now the, ex- the gallery space was done it was 
an opportunity for um, you know people within the practice to to do something beyond their day to day they work. So we ran a, a competition, and you know I think it was what twenty percent of the practice participated, which was a really good yeah. outcome. Mm -hmm. Had a short list of maybe five who presented to the panel. How much time um, did you all have to come up with something? Uh, John gave me about a day. No, I didn't. <laughs> 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 you gave me a couple of weeks. Yeah. <laughs> I think we, we, we said it, would, it was like a few weeks or close to a month yeah. to kind of conceptualize, and then everyone kind of forgot about it. So oh, it was, classic architects, exactly. yeah. <laughs> but you do it at the last do minute. Do it at the last minute. Best work comes under pressure. Yeah, it's when you're freaking out. You told me when you said, <laughs> exactly. I need to do this. <laughs> 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 great, great. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. So, Jahan, you were managing that process? Yes. Or, yeah, leading with, it? With Lauren Mifsad, somebody from our practice. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, the directors were on the panel. Mm -hmm. And we there was a pin-up, basically. Yep. It was a blind competition oh, in yeah. terms of uh, mm -hmm. anonymous entries. Mm -hmm. And we selected a shortlist, everyone presented, and then we selected Chris. Yeah. Chris is... Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, it was, um, yeah, it was short, but a really good experience. It was so nice to be able to present. Um, the first thing was just an A3 panel, which was sort of sent into the ether. Mm -hmm. And then it was great to stand up and be able to present that idea to the directors. Mm -hmm. um, and what was that idea? So, oh God, where to start? Um... So the idea is time plus space, um, and it's trying to hero the time that we spend doing things. Mm -hmm. So the it was taking this idea that, um, from Design Week about process, so I think experiments is related to process, mm -hmm. and the question that they asked was how can design shape the future? And I think what we wanted to do, or what I was thinking we, we would do, is reflect on how we have worked in the past and how that whether that was successful, mm -hmm. whether it was not, whether that's the way we'll continue to work. Mm. And it was about trying to reveal what we do. Yeah. Um, I think there's a... Melbourne Design Week is a good way to engage with people who aren't designers mm -hmm. and show, showcase what we do. And I think that um, we're all... We always see the buildings, we inhabit all the buildings. Yeah. We see the outcome all the time, mm. but we never talk about the process mm -hmm. um, and how we, how we arrive at that. So trying to hear that. Yeah, and you know, one of the questions that were posed, as you said, was how can the past influence the future mm -hmm. or inform the future? And it's really, uh, I mean, the, the thing I thought that was really beautiful about the idea that Chris put forward was that it really is like a, a pause and a reflective mm -hmm. moment, and it has been for, for the practice, and mm -hmm. it's been very insightful, actually, because you, you split it up into an installation piece, which in itself is like a beautiful object, but represents the, I guess, the translation of ideas into build form. Mm -hmm. yeah. But the really fascinating thing for me is really looking at the time spent yeah. on the project. Yeah, um, so there's the, the time and the space sort of both form a, a part of the um, exhibition. So there's the, the central piece is all about space, mm -hmm. and it's about revealing the layers of the building. So it's, it's cut sections through the building that can be read either as 2D drawings mm -hmm. or as a 3D model. So yep. it's about relating what we do, we draw, to what gets built. And the other component is the timeline that gets us from an idea to that outcome. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's literally how much hours we spent per month yep. plotted. And it's, 
yeah, it's fascinating. And how many people worked on it? There was um, 101 staff worked on it, 55,000 hours total. This was the um, VRC, yes, yes. Yeah, so That's we're right. using VRC as a, as a kind of case study mm-hmm. for that exploration. But it's the, the figures are kind of baffling. Yeah. And I think no one was expecting them to be. I think you worked out like 55,000 hours equates to 30 years of one person working full time. So that's an entire career for somebody. So the importance of teamwork. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for anyone out there who thinks that, you know, buildings are designed by one man in a black suit that... Exactly. In a way, yeah. Well, I guess, you know, that it, it kind of talks to that. Yeah. Know, at the start of, of the wall, you have the sketch, you know, which is the, the you know, the, the idea mm. or the genius sketch or, um, <laughs> that is so revered. But the reality is there's so much more that goes into a project yeah. to take it from the beautiful party diagram on the sketch into the built form. And I think the beautiful thing about the VRC is that, that there is so much... Resum- you know, the, the idea has been followed. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And that was certainly part of why we chose that project yeah. um, to use mm-hmm. because part of the, like, time is an opportunity, of course, for designers that we, we need the time. Um, but it's also a challenge when the project went for seven years, yeah. 100 people worked on it. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of people and a lot of time to continue an idea through. Yeah. So the I think the clarity of the concept on that was really important in sh- to ensure that we arrived at what we were going mm-hmm. to arrive at. And so that was, that's part of what we're trying to celebrate, I think. Yeah. Having both had quite established careers in architecture now, do you find that, you know, even looking at some of these buildings, you start working on them five years ago yeah. and it actually takes up a fair amount of your life to see that thing realised. Oh, totally. Yeah. As opposed to like doing someone's tax return. <laughs> <laughs> well, I still took a few months. Yeah. For some reason. <laughs> but no, definitely. I mean, you know, we, like one of the first few projects I worked on in the practice, the East Bond just mm. down the road, like, um, you know, that's still under construction. Yeah. Like mm. the projects that we, we work on are of a certain scale that, means that they're in the practice for a good period of time. So, for example, I think 35 Spring Street was in the practice for more than 10 years or something. Yeah, because it took a while to demolish the existing building, right? Exactly. And then you'll have the same case just down the street at 17 Spring Street, Mm -hmm. right? Exactly. So, but you know, it does take a while, and um, but time seems to go very quickly. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I suppose that's the thing about the exhibition, right? It not only allows you to pause and reflect on the process of the building, but also how long it took to get to that particular yeah. outcome. Yeah. And yeah, I think that kind of thing is not... It's maybe not something that people realise. No, you know? exactly. And I'm hoping that it will be interesting yeah. for people who don't work in the industry. And it, it's the timeline is complemented by what we were doing along mm-hmm. some of these little sketches and um, concept renders, models, that kind of thing that explain why it's yeah. so long. Because <laughs> someone keeps changing their mind, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, but, you know, the other thing was that you, you can see on this graph, which talks about the time spent mm-hmm. on every month, um, what the different stages of the mm-hmm. project are and how long those stages it's, go yeah. for. Mm. Because it's not, not it's, they're complex buildings, yeah. I think. Yeah, and where the peaks in that 
timeline are. So it's interesting to see where the build up of staff and the build up of hours comes. Mm-hmm. And and we've tried to kind of map what we were doing then yeah. and why there was that influx of people. Yeah. yeah. But I really love the the main installation piece. I think <laughs> that I, have you seen a model of it? I've seen some photos that got sent through to me. Is it in the gallery space now? Or? Yeah, the, mo- the model is down there, yeah. yeah. The actual exhibition is not okay. there yet, yeah. but it's coming. Um, yeah, so the idea with that was to to, um, to print... So there's 13 sections that we've cut through mm-hmm. half of the building, and we've printed them on clear acrylic so that they layer up. Yeah. Um, and you can see through them as a, as a kind of holographic mm-hmm. model, or you can read them as 2D drawings. So depending on where you stand. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So if you're standing from the front, you're looking through the layers. Mm-hmm. And if you're standing from the side, you can see those layers. In, in section, yeah. 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 And it's the idea that this thing is kind of hanging in the middle of the space is like, this is what we're all working towards. Mm-hmm. It's the, this is the vision that we're trying to capture. And it's sort of sort of there, sort of not there. Um, and, and all of that time is based on trying yeah. to, to get that built, I think. Yeah. I think the VRC is a really good example to use because, you know going back to the early sketches of it and the outcome looks very much like the sketches yeah. and it's quite easy to put some curves and pen to yellow trace but to then, you know, maintain that to integrity of that yeah. design and, yeah. you know, the sketch is effectively what was built. I think that's quite amazing mm-hmm. in this day and age. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I think that the project also embodies a lot of experimentation that had to go into it to realise mm-hmm. it. And, you know, everyone in the team would be, be doing that, you know, whether it's how it's actually constructed, mm-hmm. you know, there's some portions with double curved concrete um, yeah. in terms mm. of how the petals come down and touch the ground, yeah. or, you know, having these large cantilevered spaces really that are holding, um, you know, spectators. Yeah. I think the photos, as beautiful as building it is, I don't think the photos do it justice until you're there. Yeah. And I was lucky enough to get invited to oh, the end of year bash last year which Bates Mart had there and it's just an incredible building and Mm -hmm. series of spaces it's lovely yeah yeah and that that idea of space is so it's such so interesting in that building and that's what the that's why we wanted to do the or what I why I wanted to do the sections Mm -hmm. people see plans all the time but a plan is sort of abstract when you're when you're in a space yeah you don't experience the plan you're experiencing the sections so that that building is perfect for this yeah. sectional study yeah. because it's so interesting. Because it's not just um, a stand in a way. Yeah. You know, there are actually so many venues that have been crafted with the mm-hmm. VRC just so that, you know, there's, there's like the Mumba and then there's like areas where you do sit down mm-hmm. and linger a mm-hmm. bit longer and seeing how that interacts and affects the space, mm-hmm. I think is fascinating. And, it, you know, as a stadium building yeah it's a bit of an experiment in terms of saying it's mostly hospitality mm-hmm. really it's breaking the mold yeah it's got a really in my opinion like retro futuristic feel about <laughs> it which is what i love about it as well. <laughs> it's like you know when you go back into say the 50s or 60s yeah and like the sci-fi movies of that time and their projection of architecture in the future exactly. yes. yeah yeah, but the more tasteful ones, not the <laughs> really. <laughs> well, I think it's, there's a timelessness to yeah. it in, in the way that you know the fit outs are going to be changed yeah. over time, mm. but yet it's got this identity that still holds mm. it all together, and there's a clarity to the building. Yeah. Right? And I think that's the measure of success of a building, right? Is that the shell or the bones of it? Yeah. Um, you know, withstand the test of time, but mm. the interiors, you know. 
they can I mean, adapt over the time. Interiors are also very good. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's why you've got a very good interiors team here at Baseline. Um, <laughs> the people who spent the most time was actually from the interiors team as well. Yeah, she was. Yeah, she was working on interiors myself. Which is five thousand. <laughs> she spent five thousand five hundred hours. She, she won. She got the gold star. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that exhibition itself is running not next week, the week, is it from the week after? Yeah, it opens on the 14th of March. Okay. Uh, with, that's corresponds with the opening of Melbourne Design mm-hmm. Week. Uh, so the gallery will be open from the 14th to the 16th, 11am mm-hmm. to 5pm. Um, and then it will be open the following week, the 21st to the 23rd. That's right. Which is the Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah. And there's a there's a kind of bigger launch um, on the 21st, the night of the 21st. An evening viewing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, which, if anyone wants to come, they can come. Oh, definitely. And, you know, Chris will be talking about his concept then yeah. and seeing it fully realised, mm-hmm. which will be really wonderful. Hopefully you'll have this podcast playing in the oh, background. You're coming, aren't you? A hundred percent. What day was it again? <laughs> the 21st. The 21st. It's yeah. a Thursday evening. 6pm, I think it's Yeah. Yeah. I'll be there. Aki soccer season's finished, so I don't have to. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> oh, Aki soccer. I remember I, I used to go to college. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's finals time now. Oh, yeah, so, because I haven't checked the later or divisions in a while, but I think you got, from memory... Bates Mark was doing pretty well. Oh, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> I think we'll leave it there unless there's anything else you'd like to add that please we may come. have. Yeah. Yes, please, please come in please your droves. Yeah. Actually, how many people can, do you know how many people you can fit in the gallery? Hundreds. No. <laughs> I think we can we can fit comfortably like maybe 50, 60 people. Yeah. But, you know, the doors will be open, so mm-hmm. we tend to kind of spill yeah. out and not everyone comes at yeah. the same time. And we've tried to make the gallery, we've tried to make the exhibition accessible from mm-hmm. outside, so you can see the whole thing from outside. Yeah, and yes. And you don't have to, like, go on Eventbrite or anything or book anything, no, so you no, just, just walk up. It's free. Yeah. Please yeah. come in, have a chat. You know, I think a lot of this is about having those those dialogues about yeah. design, really, which is why we're doing Yeah, that's, I'm really excited to yeah. hopefully speak to some people about what yeah. they think of it. Yeah. <laughs> we're very excited. Yeah. So am I. Looking forward to it. Oh, I can't wait. Johan, Chris, thanks for your time today. Hope you enjoyed it. Thanks, Laurie. Thanks. <laughs>